This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was camping. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode 224. That's like right. the past couple of weeks, we have been just kind of seeding out episodes willy-nilly. <laughs> we kind of have been doing it a little William Nilliam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that is willy-nilly short for William Nilliam? That I, makes a lot of sense. I think it has to be. And whoever this William Nilliam is has left actually a profound legacy. Um. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Mr. Nilliam. Um, yeah, this week, uh, the reason why we didn't release an episode on Friday is because I was nowhere near technology. Right. I, was apt, I was devoid of technology. Um, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I had no Fi. No I Fi at all. I went camping for my wedding anniversary, yes. my first wedding anniversary. First of all, happy anniversary, Mazel Tov to you and Marina, all the love, and wow. It really gave me a, a pretty good opportunity to reflect on, I was as I was taking my little evening walk last night, I was thinking all about your wedding, actually, and, mm. and just how wonderful it was. Also, because we got a few funny text messages that I sent to you from our dear friend, uh, Pete Rizzo, and his wife, Caitlin, who had a bit of a misadventure on your wedding with my parents. Maybe, <laughs> I think we've told that story, but perhaps uh, for another podcast. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what a great old time that was. I can't believe it was a year ago. My gosh. Yeah. And in this day and age, the only way to uh, celebrate or vacation, it seems, is to go into the middle of the woods. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we went into the middle of the woods um, where there was no Wi-Fi. There was a waterfall, our own personal waterfall, oh my our gosh. own personal lake. Oh, my um, God. We, we put a tent in a teepee. And we celebrated our marriage. <laughs> oh my god, I love this, Bill. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm not a big I'm not a big camper. This is only like my fifth time, maybe camping. Definitely my first time camping with just me and my sig off, yes. my significant other. Yes, um, and that that comes with. I feel like, um, and so we should say today's episode. Let's let's call it camping. Yeah, we're going to talk about camping. Why not? It's top of mind. Yeah, top of mind. Um, I it's like when I've gone camping in the past, it's usually been smallest I've gone is maybe five or six people. Yes. Um, I've never gone just gruesome twosome. And yeah. Marina and I went gruesome twosome. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, when you hear the sounds, you're like, all right, it's just the two of us. It's just the sound. <laughs> um, so what gear did you in this particular camping trip and this was where this was somewhere up north or something yeah, a this little bit was in um santa barbara santa barbara okay great um so uh and this was at a big public like will you set the scene for us a little no. bit just like yes oh, i will yeah so we didn't want to go like we're still like the reason why we went camping first and foremost yeah. is like we wanted to have some sort of like extremely socially distant and disconnected yes. from the news and world yes. for a few days. Even though it seems like slightly irresponsible, it also feels like mental health know. check. Absolutely. Reset, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we were like looking at national parks and we're like, maybe we could be ambitious and right. like check out Zion. Like maybe we can go yeah. like, just drive. Utah is like seven hours away. I'm like, we're just going to be in the car and then we're yep. just going to be in a tent. And then we did some research, and um, Utah was spiking. I believe the word yeah. was spiking. Yes, um, yes. And, and so there was whispers that it was like Utah might shut down as a state. Right. And so we're like, all right, we really need to like rethink 
what camping even means. Because then we're like, even if we went to California state parks, you're still going to be tents and people. And, you yeah. know, to completely separate yourself from others and also and like these it. state parks are like open kind of right like some are fully open some no, they're open now they're I just think open they're just, okay they're got just it. Open. okay yeah, got it. i think um and but we were still like we don't really want to feel like we're still like surrounded by people, people. that didn't feel right totally I, yeah, yeah yeah um and then we found a website and they're not paying me to say it but um maybe they could be a future advertiser <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes a website called hip camp have you cool. ever heard of hip camp never have i ever Okay, so never have you ever. Let me <laughs> yeah. explain. Hip Camp is basically Airbnbs, but not for homes, for like interesting plots of land or like airstreams out in the middle of nowhere. Awesome. Um, it's basically like outdoor Airbnb. Cool. And yeah, and the site that we found uh, the, was like in Santa Barbara and it, w- it was completely isolated. You have like your own 10 acres of land. Your 10 own acres? Trail. Whoa. It was, it was, it's built for it. So the property we got is built for 20 people. There's wow. like five different distinct campsites on this plot of land, but because of COVID and right. because of a variety of things, they're not intermingling yep. campers. Yep. Um, so since we couldn't intermingle with other campers, we just got, uh, the deluxe package every, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it says that you had an entire apartment building to yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it felt like where it was just like, let's sleep in all the different bedrooms in the house <laughs> over the course of the week. Yeah. Um, and so that is the kind of tee off for, um, where I went camping. But Adam, before we get to that, yeah. cause we're going to be talking lots of camping yeah. in this episode. I that's imagine. amazing. Yeah. You, before I hit record, you said, um, we have a new number one, a no-joke public list, and I can't wait to hear what it is. We sure as heck do, Bill. Not only do we have a number one, we have – okay, so no-joke public list, as many of you who are listening know, is the website that was made for us by an intrepid listener that essentially is available for all y'all to submit categories for us to talk about and upvote them, et cetera. Okay. Yes. For – I don't know, a good long time, the top spot, and there's plenty of submissions. I don't know exactly how many. I don't know, in the 40s, 50s. I mean, you guys have really contributed a lot. And for the longest time, the top spot has been held down with force and with consistency by garlic. Garlic has been the third. Yeah, garlic. (laughs) Yeah. Garlic's been been top dog on this list. Almost as far as I can remember. Right. Garlic right now, Billy, is not even number two. It is number Wait, three. It is number what? three, William Nilliam. What? Number three. <laughs> Mr. Nilliam, explain yourself. So garlic has been bumped down to number three with 66 votes in the number two slot on the no public guess. list. Yes. Let me guess. Let me guess. Please. Okay. I would imagine, or maybe we said that we will talk about the manifest if it gets to a certain number of upvotes, okay. that feels like something we might have said. Really good hunch because the manifest is is hovering up near the top of the list with 49 votes. So 49. that's up there, 49 is that, votes. Is that, is that number one or number two? That is, that is, that is like number eight. O-M-F-G. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's like number eight. So garlic is number okay. three with 66 votes. The number two category has 72 votes and has been another one that's been floating up in the top, sort of top five this whole time, but has just recently Ooh. surpassed garlic. All right. This is – I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Is it fettuccine Alfredo? It is not. <laughs> it, is not it, is, it is not <laughs> – it is not fettuccine Alfredo, although I feel like we can weave mm. that into almost any topic that we discuss. Um, 
Do, do you yeah. want me to just tell you? Where, here's my question. Sorry. Yes, I do want you to tell me, of but I want, I want to ask you a question first. Yes. Where do you think Fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> will be on No Joke Public List seven days from now? Next I, Sunday. <laughs> I think that after people hear this episode and are sort of infected, no, sorry for using that word at this time, but with the idea of uh, Fettuccine Alfredo, I, I'm hoping that it skyrockets to at least 40 or 50 votes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hmm. All right, Adam. Tell me what number two is, and maybe that will help cl- like clear the air, and I'll be able to figure out. I'll give one. you a little bit of a hint. Uh, I'd say, uh, ah, what are you talking about? Would be a small. That's right. So Canada's number two with seventy-two votes, and the new top dog with seven with seventy-five. Give me a hint. Okay, great. Um, I'll give you a hint. Um, Seventy-five people want to hear us talk about something. Okay, okay. Here's a hint. I hope I'm getting this right. Okay, I'm going to say a few things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mysterio. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Mysterio. <laughs> Is the first word O? Okay. Mysterio. <laughs> okay. Let me just. Clue number one is O. Clue number two is, I think it was Mysterio. Clue number three would be the Beatles one. The one that was the Beatles. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Mysterio, the Beatles one. Oh, Mysterio, the Beatles one. I'm trying to give you like a slightly abstracted clues that won't be so Yeah, it's working. It's definitely abstract. No one's like, he's being really literal right now. Uh, Okay, okay. Uh, Oh, Okay. So, okay, so O means nothing to me. Mysterio <laughs> means nothing to me. And I know the Beatles were a rock band. <laughs> okay. Let me... Maybe the Beatles made a movie or a soundtrack. This 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 has been one of the topics that have been hovering up towards the top of the list for some time, but mm. now it's overtaken the number one spot. So I like like this is definitely this isn't a, a topic that's new to the list. It's just new to the number one slot. That's all right, all. so Adam, why don't we why don't we tease this out over the course of the episode? Maybe in the second act you give me another hint okay okay and we'll see if i can figure out what's at the top slot but right (laughs) now i have o mysterio (laughs) and the beetle one (laughs) well when you put it like that it does make no sense yes Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm just gonna linger on that i'm gonna marinate on that for a minute on that Um, let's get back to camping yeah let's get back to camping real quick we have a few minutes before the act break adam we also have some voicemails in this episode some voicemails that have been sitting around for a while collecting apologies again so we'll definitely get to those in the second and third act i just want to uh, cover all bases because i imagine some people are like we checked in in April. Where are Where we? Where are thou? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so maybe we just hop into an act break right now. Let's do it. So we can just so we can just fast track on to uh, what we're talking about. Let's we're do gonna it, get man. back to camping. We're going to get back to Oh Mysterio, the Beatles one. Mm-hmm. And we'll also get to some voicemails in the second and third act. Okay, great. Oh Mysterio, the oh. Beatles one. <laughs> Does that give me any ideas? <laughs> Oh, Mysterio. Oh, man. It's not not even a great clue. I'd be like, Mysterio might not exactly be what what I was looking for, but hopefully it'll all make sense in the end. Okay. Okay. Mysterio. Does Mysterio make sense? Or like, uh, oh, no, no. You're going to have to hold. You're just going to have to hold. That's all. Now we're just thinking about a song because I want to really just marinate on Mysterio. Okay, great. But is there, I think there's a wrestler named Ray Mysterio. Oh, yeah, I think there is actually. Yes. Oh boy, I don't know. That didn't sound to really connect with you though in no, the right way. I think it is a wrestler. Um, okay. All right. Well. Okay. Wait, you know, speaking on wrestlers, Adam. Um, I'm sure you watched a little WWF uh, growing yes, up. Come on, um, of course. 
Was there ever an entrance theme song that when the wrestler came out, you were like, here we go? Because yeah. the theme songs when they enter is a big deal. It was like the biggest deal. Um, mm. I don't remember a ton of them. The one that I remember, that I know this is like maybe the most cliched, but Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I am a real American. American fight for my the rights of every man. man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So I suggest we play that, but I'm curious. Do you think that it's going to be problematic when we listen back? Uh, uh, problematic uh, why because just like american patriotism jingoism etc or just for some other reason we have we're kind of like living in with 2020 clarity now we have 2020 vision and we're starting to see how like (laughs) oh patriotism is actually quite flawed yeah yeah, we had a lot of blind spots and i'm just curious if this i am a real american sounds like you're like stepping into a potentially troublesome conversation yeah I I, I, i mean look uh, 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 absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it's like a dorky. I'm sure it's a weird song. I'm sure if like if we listen to it again with 2020 vision, as you so aptly coined, if you hadn't already like trademarked that already, I would sort of trademark that 2020 vision. Um, mm. But we, uh, yeah, it might be a little weird, I guess. Perfect. Um, so let's play "I Am a Real American" yeah. by the Hulkster. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is no joke. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a
welcome back to the Nerdjo Podcast. That was the song Real American by, well, for lack of a better artist, Hulk Hogan, let's say. Oh, the rest the of Hulkster, the Hulkster. The Hulkster. Hulkamania. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics to Real American. Yeah. Sung by, Hul- sung by Hulk Hogan, <laughs> uh, according to this Google search. <laughs> that I didn't know. <laughs> when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, mm. you got to take a stand. It don't help to hide. Okay. Well, you hurt my friends and you hurt my pride. Interesting. I got to be a man. I can't let it slide. Okay. Okay. Well, you hurt my friends and you hurt my pride. I got to be a man. I can't let it slide. Yeah. I am a real American. Yeah. Fight for the right of every man. Not that. I am a real American. Yes. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Fight for your life. Okay. 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 Uh, but, okay. Uh, just like Billy sort of preface in, in the first act, we do not uh, – there's nothing about the song that we endorse uh, from any sort of ideological standpoint. It has some fairly outdated uh, views on both masculinity and patriotism, so uh, nothing like that. But we do um, – we, we did watch the Hulkster when we were boys. So yes, but we, but we, but we were really bigger warrior fans. Oh, I was specifically not just any old warrior, not the goofy warrior, not the curious warrior, not the happy warrior, not the sleepy warrior. We're talking about the ultimate, ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior. Yeah, Adam, did, did this rumor make it to your high school that the ultimate warrior died because the strings on his arms were too tight? <laughs> And and it killed him. Yes, circulation. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, first time I'm hearing that rumor, and okay. it being the first time I'm hearing it, I choose to believe it. Yes, yeah. I do too. So, I heard it in fifth grade, and everything I heard in fifth grade, I just don't question. That's true now. That's true now. No, that's, that's true. Now. I can't wait to tell somebody else that. I can't wait to tell somebody else that. My friends only heard in fifth grade that. Yeah, yeah. It's like he could take body slams by The Undertaker. He could be suplexed by Jimmy Fly, Jimmy Snuka, yeah, but he couldn't handle the ribbons on his forearms. Yeah, that's what finally did him in, yeah. I always, I always got the hunch that – do you remember that sort of like grisly Mickey Rourke, Darren Aronofsky movie, The Wrestler, that came out X years mm. ago? I, don't I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a gritty look at like what pro wrestling really is, and it's horrible. It's steroids and pain and just like endless mm. pain. Um, but uh, I always got the sort of hunch that that character was based a little bit on the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> mm. He was the coolest by far. He had the most neon paint. His yeah. paint was more neon than anyone else's. Yeah, yeah. And in the nineties, neon was it was everything. Obviously, as we've discussed, yeah. Pro, I was a big pro wrestling pro wrestling kiddo when I was yeah. you know seven, eight, nine years old. Huge. Oh, absolutely. Same here. Um, Adam, you mentioned a grizzly wrestler. Yeah. Today's episode, we're trying to talk about camping for a second. Yes. When you're in the woods, do you just always assume a bear is right behind you? I think I think I assume. Can you turn it off? Sorry to interrupt. Can you turn it off? Like, is it like a – are you like a bear is not behind me? Well, here's the thing, Billy. I, like you – uh, have only been camping a handful of times, and it's always in sort of like a group of five or six. Never have I gone just with my Sagoth. So mm. like, I think that I am able to distract myself with friends with, okay, like who's putting exactly. the hot on the fire. So if I have uh, ample distraction. Close but no Sagoth. Ex- close but no Sagoth. Now, Billy, now you watch yourself, Bill. <laughs> I will not watch myself. <laughs> William Nilliam, how dare you? <laughs> I will not. Um, that's amazing. Close, but no Sagoth. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I would have to say that if I were just there, maybe with just Maggie, or dare I even say Solamente, I think I would Come be on. a little more attuned to thinking that there were bears everywhere. Was that your experience with Marina? I did at times think bears, bears everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you do have to uh, get over it, namely yeah. with whiskey. 
You have to drink whiskey. Yeah. Numb, and then, numb like, fear, baby. Now I'm just, yeah. yeah, now I'm just drunk in the woods and the bears won't want to bother me. <laughs> but it's like I'm looking at a creek. I mean, there's little – there's vermin everywhere. Like who, what bear wouldn't want to like sit by the creek, eat a raccoon, you know? Exactly. Did you see a lot of – did you see any wildlife? I mean I'm sure you did. No, luckily, you know, truthfully, this spot was uh, low wildlife. Cool. It was really remote, <clears throat> but it was remote in a way where it was um, it was remote from – like a like a community, but there was just enough like houses and yurts like sprinkled about that uh, there was one road that cut through the mountain. Cool. And I read that just roads are the inevitable deterrent for large wildlife. Oh, interesting. Nearby, so we were just close enough to a road cool. that kind of made me feel like you know if shit hits the fan, we can get in the car and drive and on the road. Go to the road. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, the one hack I did learn. And the first couple of times I've gone camping, we just got the tent and we laid, you know, sleeping bags in yep. the tent yep. and you feel like rocks in your back and you're like, oh, we need mats. Yes. So the second time we went camping, we put down mats and it was yep. like, oh, this is a little softer. Yeah. We're not on the ground. Right. But this time we had an inflatable mattress. Air mattress, and baby. we were the prince and princess of the forest. <laughs> exactly. We like sleep like a gentleman. Like we felt like astronauts. It was unbelievable. Uh, did you even have an awareness of what time it was that you went to bed or was it like? Now we're nice and drunk and it's dark and oh, so we're sleeping and we don't even. It was the same rules as Burning Man ad where it was like sun up, sun down. Love you rise that. with the sun, you're sleepy when the sun goes down. Love this. And how many nights? Because you guys were gone. It was a whole week. Has it honestly been a whole week? Yeah, it's been a week. Jesus. So we, it was fun because you start to coordinate like your days with the sun. Like yeah. you start to figure out. And we also went, it's worth noting, on the longest day of sunlight. Oh, of course. Of so course. It was like we were, we had like hours to cook and mm. clean and mm. just chill out it was just so nice but i can't stress the how nice it is because it feels nearly impossible to do this when you're home but to just utterly detach from communication for oh. even just hearing you say that i was actually able to take a nice deep breath just then even just hearing <laughs> it, you say that yeah it's wild you yeah. know like you you put your phone in the glove compartment for like a week and you're just like well i'm healed a little yes and then you come back and it's like oh no seven thousand cases in daily california age of information in florida yes. but it's like okay all that being said like i didn't have to like experience it minute yeah. by minute so yeah. what so what did you what did you guys do <laughs> during the day we, we read so oh, much beautiful we read so much. There was, like I said, there was this hike that took you to your own kind of like private waterfall enclaves on your property. And we just like sat there. Come on. And now. we jumped in a lake. I'm not usually a lake guy. Yes. I know that. Are you a lake guy? You seem like you would be pretty cool with lakes. Big lake guy. Love lakes. Uh, mm. Love lakes. Uh, but, 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 as I've talked about at length on this podcast, my uncle had a lake house. Lake is sort of my home, my sort of home native body of water. I'm, I would say I'm more comfortable with a lake than with an ocean even. Yeah, yeah, I support that. Yeah. Um, did you have water shoes growing up? Uh, sometimes I would because it gets squishy and ouchy down there. Yeah, yeah. it gets squishy and ouchy. Yeah. The thing about water shoes, and maybe I just have to grow up, they made me. They make me feel like a geek of the week. Oh, you're the geek of the century. There's no <laughs> – you're the geek of many weeks forevermore. Yes. Yeah. yes, you're a king geek. You're a king geek, and I hate to say it because they're so efficient. Yeah. Like in that terrain, like we had to go to this waterfall, and it was – we had to scramble. Are you familiar with scrambling, Adam? <laughs> no. What is that? 
Scrambling is when you have to hop over like a variety of rocks and make choices to get through um, like uh, fallen trees. And you have to oh, hop and dip and cool. jump cool. In, in the river. We had to do this for 20 minutes. Like we were like panning for gold, but we were just trying to get to the waterfall. It was like, are we amazing? Going, are we going to make it? It was very, um, and all those things really make you just like immerse yourself in the nature. It's yeah. like when you have to put your hands on the rocks to get over yeah. them. Like, okay, we're getting somewhere. So you did or did not have – you were or were not wearing water shoes for the scramble? I couldn't be that geek of the week in front of my cigar. I get that. I, wore, I get I just, that. I had to go raw dog. I I'm get sorry. It. I get I it. I had to go raw dog. I get it, Bill. You are a braver. Uh, and uh, you were, Was Marina wearing water shoes? No, she was wearing okay. – she couldn't geek me. We okay. couldn't geek each other. <laughs> Like are our tootsies scraped to the high heavens? Naturally, but that's the cool. But the- <laughs> that's how it works. We signed up for this. We did this to ourselves. It's true, and that's why it literally hurts. <laughs> exactly. But, it, but the bigger hurdle wasn't just like getting over the rocks. It was once we were walking on this trail, yeah. and it was just a sign that said waterfall that way. Yeah. We got to the river. Yeah. And once we like looked at the river, we're like, well, there's no more paths. Do we just go, like go. walk around that riverbed? <laughs> yes. And we like had to have that mental yeah. choice. We had to like literally look at it and be like, okay, let's just start walking in this river now. Yes. Let's assume this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. But like 15 minutes of like jumping over rocks yeah. in a river really makes you question, am I just going to the bear's party? Am I going <laughs> am to I meet going, the bear? Yes, exactly. Am I just like serving myself up on a silver water shoeless <laughs> platter for big we're bears? Yeah, we're coming. Like, we'll leave your mouths open. We'll dive right in when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, my big thing about the, the thing that like I, why I am, uh, by hunting, well, hunting, by camping is almost dangerous for me is because I have a deeply sub-average sense of direction. And like, mm-hmm. if, I, if there's like tree cover or if I have no like landmarks, I am lost in the sauce, baby. Toast. I don't, toast. A toast. Full yes. toast. Like I, if, it, if you just drop me in the woods and were like, get back home, well, that could be a month. It's just oh, like, okie dokie. I'd like to watch that happen. <laughs> like, it's a big problem. But so, do you, was it like a, a situation where it was easy to find your way back? Were there little trails that it was fairly self explanatory and user friendly, or did it require yeah, some- you start to You start to learn little tricks and like yeah. your intuition just kicks in. This is yeah. one thing that I realized when camping. It's like you're you're just basing everything on intuition yeah, at that point. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, rivers go down. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and waterfalls start up and they go down. So we're like, as long as we keep walking up this river, we're going to get to the source of the river. So that was comforting. But like there was there was so many times where we were like, is this right? Like we're stepping over a beaver's house right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like the beaver doesn't really like it's not asking for us to step over its house yes, right now. Yes. But, it we is got to that waterfall, and it was so 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 relaxing. Love it was that. just great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, um, it's something that Maggie has said frequently, which I do think is true, especially with direction. And for me, it's just like in a way, like having like smartphones and having access to all this like easy information in a way is obviously so wonderful, and it makes life easy in so many ways. But like it has like diminished. I'll speak for myself. It like diminishes my capacity to actually learn new things and actually trust my own instincts. Mm. It's just like I'm so reliant on. On, you know, like having information at my fingertips, asking a third party, namely Google or Bing.com, that I'm right. not able to sort of like, yeah, but you're so right. It's just like common sense. For thousands of years, people, humans have lived in the woods because, and they figured it out because the water flows down and waterfalls are up. And like, that's all right. they needed to know. 
Yeah. And you got to figure it out. That's kind of the thing when yeah. you're out there. It's like, well, if I don't figure it out, then what? I just like sit in this mud. Like I have to make choices out here. Right. You know? And, so, so how were you cooking y'all's food? How did that, how did all that happen? We, we had that barbecue. They, the one thing that they did oh, do, nice. which I thought was very smart was any fire source was propane based. Cool. So they had like propane fire pits and cool. propane uh, grill tops because you know, one, one errant yes, ash yes, right. and you burn down. Forest fire. Yes. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Well, damn. Sounds freaking sweet. It was so sweet. Um, we have to go into a second act break. Oh, gosh. First, I'm going to need a few more clues. Oh, okay, okay. What the top of nojokepubliclist.com currently is. Okay, here we go. Um, con- oh, Mysterio, the Beatles. What? Okay, contortionists. Uh, okay. <clears throat> contortionists, tra- oh. trapeze. Okay. That's Got all. You. That's all I'll say. And I may have said too much, but that's all this I'll say. This is. They want us to talk about Cirque du Soleil. Ding, ding, ding! You got it, Bilbo. You did it. It's Cirque du Soleil. Why not? Why on earth do people want to hear us <laughs> talk about people jumping around and swinging around, swinging around, jumping around, but in a vaguely French way? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let me just ask you. O was the name of one of their shows, maybe? Yeah, it was one of their shows. That was the CD that my parents had growing up. That was like my first Cirque du Soleil reference point. So that's the only reason that came up. One of their shows was called O. And I don't think it was Mysterio. I think it was just Mystere. Oh, Mystere. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was getting it confused with the pro wrestler, to be totally frank. That's totally okay. Okay. Cirque du Soleil. I'm going to have to do little to no research, but we'll get back to you. And remember the Beatles one? I think it was at either Shea or maybe City Field or Yankee Stadium. That was like a big thing. It was like Mm. there there was like a Beatles one. (laughs) I've really never gotten into Cirque du Soleil, and I think I would like it. People are doing handstands on top of handstands, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's awesome. I I saw it once in Disney, and it was – yeah, it's freaking great. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're like Olympians, right? They're they're like freaking Olympians. It's awesome. It's like clowning plus Olympics. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, does Cirque du Soleil, um, does that think, make you think of any sort of music for the second act break, Adam Lustig? Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. 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 It's like, I think it's like Circus of the Sun, maybe, is what it means. Circus mm. of the Sun. Empire um, of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. Here comes the Sun. Here comes the Sun. That's kind of nice. That's nice. That's a Beatles What's one. A song yeah. from Hair. It's like, um. Let the Sun Shine In. Amazing. Triumphant song. Should we get triumphant? Oh, I love that track. Please play it. Please. Okay, great. So we will play. This is Let the Sun Shine In. Uh, is that the name of it? I think I, so. I think it will. Title track from the Broadway musical Hair. Yes. Okay, great. Let's all let the sun shine in, and we'll be right back with more No Joke. Great.
Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the song Let the Sunshine In from the musical Hair. Just a wonderful, wonderful piece of music. Glorious. Yeah. And if you've never seen that musical, damn, oh, yeah. that is so, so awesome. That is Marina, my wife, my Sigoth. Close Sigoth. to no Sigoth. <laughs> yes. Um, that is her favorite musical. That and is. I think I knew that. especially nice about having a partner with taste that when they're like, this is my favorite anything, <laughs> you're know. like, okay, this is going to be good. I Whatever know. it is. Ve- yeah. That is very, <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> and she has exquisite taste. She does. And I was, when she was like, this is my favorite musical and I had never heard it, I was like, this is going to be a treat. And we went to Shakespeare in the Park. It was playing for free. Oh, right. Shakespeare in the Park in New York City. Right. And it was like, after it was over, I was like, well, we need to buy that soundtrack. We yeah. need to buy the movie. And the movie held up just as good as the play. It's just yeah. I can't imagine a better context to see hair than outdoors in New York City. I mean, I can't even imagine what would be more fitting and apropos than that. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. We waited online for like a solid six hours to get free tickets for that. And it's one of those things where it's like six hours is a long time. Yes. Like, is that going to be that good? Yes. And then when it pays off, you're like, yes, yes. that was worth it. Full day of waiting. Uh, yes, our mutual friend Benton uh, and I, once I want to say freshman or sophomore year of NYU, the producers, maybe I've said this on the podcast before, the producers was the big show, the Mel Brooks musical, one of my favorite movies ever, Nathan Lane and uh, Matthew Broderick. It was like the hottest ticket in tune. And Benton mm. and I, I want to say, started waiting online at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And like crazy people and like waited and waited and waited and waited for tickets and got them and saw it. And it was amazing and still had to pay like 150 bucks a ticket or something, but it was incredible. It was the longest yeah. I'd waited for anything, but so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Our mutual friend, Chris Smith once waited uh, like three <laughs> and a half days for a PS2 <laughs> right. so that he could sell it for four X its value. Right, right, right. And he ended up selling it for face value. Yeah. And he, had, he made all sorts of <laughs> houseless friends. It was all sorts of. Yes. It was its own. It, it's not the destiny. It's not about the PlayStation. It's about the journey. That is true. Adam Lustig. Yes. Well said. Thank you. That, very is, your, much. that is your quote, Benosa Goth, in your <laughs> Great. Uh, Billy, what about these voicemails? Are they burning a you, hole in our pocket? They're burning a freaking hole in our email, and I apologize for taking this long to get to them. It's just that Cirque du Soleil and a little bit of camping got in the way. Exactly. But what do you say? I open them up real quick. Please. Just real quick. Let's pop into one. Great. So we have some good ones. Okay. Let's start with our main man, Adam. Do you remember Mm -hmm. a man named Spencer Smith with a voice of... Oh, the sportscaster. He's like a baseball announcer or something. Oh, of course. The legend. So Spencer Smith wrote, Hey guys, super stoked to be an official member of the No Joke Hall. Nice. As requested, attached is a little sample of my work in the baseball broadcast booth. Yes. That was hard for me to say. I'll say it again. As requested, attached is a little sample of my work in the baseball broadcast booth. Nice. Enjoy and take care. Let's not waste another second. Let's get to Spencer Smith. Yeah. Voice of gold. Let's hear some baseball. Riho swings the 1-1 and cracks a oh, ground ball. Short backhand sliding stop by Manessa. Stands up and fires a strike to first. Oh, <laughs> holy <laughs> Wow, there's more. We're playing oh more. Oh my God. <laughs> Taking my breath away. He should be calling games for the Detroit Tigers. Absolutely. I don't know why the Tigers, but I mean, give this man a pro Jesus. gig. Jesus. Let's play another one. Jeez, Spencer. The pitch, a swing, and a high drive into right field. Hendricks back. This one's playable. He camps under it. Momentum coming through it. He makes the catch. Tagging from second is Hilliard. Throw goes into third base. It's on the money. Alvarez the tag, and it's in time. Incredible. Incredible. 
by Jeff Hendricks and double up and throw to Sam Hillier as he tried to tag. Okay. Just the, I mean, baseball language. It's so nuanced. It's so specific. Oh God, it's you know, just the phrases you use. Music to my ears. Spencer, you are a, you are so good at that. A little bit more Spencer, because it's been a while since I've heard any sort of baseball yeah, in that's my music. Ears. Yeah. One more from Spencer Smith, real quick. 3-1 delivery. Fastball grounded to short. Could be two. Reho, the underhand toss to Caldwell. Caldwell to first in time. A 6-4-3 double play. (laughs) Oh, man. my God. There's a few more in here. I'm just going to – I'm going to close this email from now. I say that we just come back to that for the next few weeks. Whenever those. Unwrap them like little gifts. Exactly. Sometimes the news has the ability to kind of like – overtake you bring you down make change your mood make you sad with all good reasons well we have spencer smith in our back antidote the antidote we can just play exactly he is the no joke antidote (laughs) moving forward (laughs) yeah Yeah, really i mean wow it's so funny how that just it did almost even just listening to like a little 10 second clip it puts me in a trance i feel like almost Mm. i just get fully tranced there's something about baseball well you would Correct me if I'm wrong here, but we were living in New York, and would you listen to Mets games on the radio, or would you watch them on SNY? No, no, I would still listen to them on the radio. I still do out yeah. here almost every game of the season. I'll put on the uh, the radio app and listen to it. The game is meant to be in the background. Yeah. It's not just meant in the foreground. Even when you're at the stadium, half the fun is talking to your friends. Absolutely right. It's all background sport so it's for me playing it on the radio is just so comforting it just fills in all the cracks and like 80 percent of it is because of voices exactly like spencer's <laughs> it's yes. just like that is wow anyway kudos spencer you got the, some velvet pipes there my friend that's beautiful agreed let's go to another voicemail from our buddy kyle welker it okay. says hello billy and adam i have loved being able to feel as though i'm connected to the entire no joke nation in these tough times attached is the voice memo for my proposal and acceptance into the no joke hall of fame okay. i would like to say i'm not trying to beat anyone to any punches but i think i might beat adam to the punch on this <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. okay all right we'll let adam be the judge of that okay. kyle okay great i'm in my bags are packed. I'm going to Reno. <laughs> That's it. My name is Kyle, and I am from York, Pennsylvania. I would like to officially propose and accept my position as the No Joke Hall of Fame's corrugated box designer and producer. Oh, dang. Corrugated box designer and producer. Do we have one of those yet, Adam? Uh, let me check the files. Nope. You're the first. Okay. Sorry, Amanda Paradise. That's going to be a long column for a title. <laughs> yeah. Commonly known as Cardboard is yeah. a very important piece to the No Joke Hall of Fame right. supply chain. Right. Talk to us. Yeah. I would like to offer my services as I do work as a designer in a corrugated box manufacturing plant. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. Create customized boxes for all of the goods that will be coming and going to and from the No Joke Bodega. Incredible. Wow. He wants to do importing, exporting for the No Joke Nodega. We're going to need boxes. Okay. We're going to need boxes. Also, as a parting note, Please consider filling the position of No Joke Hall of Fame procurement officer. Mm. They would oversee the No Joke Hall of Fame supply chain. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. Five seven. Five seven. <laughs> Thank you. So not much. five seven coming. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Well, so, welcome. Yes. Well, he beat, he beat he beat the punch. Right? He welcomed himself. Exactly. You submitted and accepted. You clearly know, quote unquote, the drill. So thank you. Um, um, 
you mentioned, Adam, yeah. that the Nodega could probably use some sort of procurement specialist yeah. who can get the things that we need. I think that this is where the Denver Nugget oh, yeah. shows up. Yeah. He was originally called the plug, yep. and that was because he had contact for people we needed. Yep. Now we might need him to be the procurement specialist. Yep. So maybe the Denver Nugget and Kyle get together and they work out the whole box supply chain for the Nodega. Maybe they get your mom on the horn. Yep. Look, um, we really yep. appreciate this, Kyle, because like, and I mean no disrespect, corrugated boxes isn't the sexiest part of any operation, certainly any part of a Hall of Fame, but it is critical, critical to the infrastructure mm. of a working Hall of Fame with a working Nodega. How are we going to get things in and out? Boxes, my friend. And you know this better than anyone else. So I re- we really, really appreciate you volunteering your services. And um, yeah, I'll see you in Reno, pal. Facts. Well said, Adam. And well said, Kyle. We'll see you in Reno, pal. Adam, we have one more voicemail. Great. And it's a, it's it's in these times, this is a very complicated thing. And I, I'm sure that he is going to handle it well. Okay. It's from Mitch Krumpetich. Oh. Otherwise known as Officer Mitch. Officer Mitch. Yep, 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 yep. The police have been in the news for a while now, yes. and yes. Um, I wonder if Mitch wants to comment on it. I don't know. I haven't listened no. to it. I might be putting my digital foot in my digital mouth. <laughs> okay. That being said, let's just listen to the email, and I'll stop guessing. Okay. Hello, Billy and Adam. Attached is a voicemail explaining my plan for my position in the Nojo Call of Fame. Thank you for all you continue to do with the podcast. Your shows provide me clarity during these tough times. You're both making an impact on my life and many, many others. The, sub- the email is called... A new beginning. Okay. A new beginning. Let's hear from Mitch Krumpetich. From Phoenix. Hello, Billy, Adam, and the No Joke Nation. It's your boy, Mitch from Phoenix. Classic. Just wanted to check in. Um, With everything going on right now, I think that it's time that I step down from my position as Officer Mitch. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it's needed for me to be an officer. Yep. Uh, in real life, I am a social worker, so maybe I could become the no-joke Hall of Fame social worker. Mm. I don't really know what you'd have me do, yeah. uh, but whatever you think is needed, I trust your judgment. So, yeah, I just think that with everything going on, we'd be better served by the no-joke social worker, Wow, which I am in real life. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for continuing to put episodes out, and especially for your recap of the last few weeks. Um, it was really nice to hear from both of you. And yeah, it's just, it's just nice to continue to have the no joke podcast throughout all of this. Also, Billy, congratulations on game on. It's hilarious. I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Great. Um, yeah, it's just so great to see your, both of your careers progress throughout the years. So thank you again. And I look forward to, uh, hearing what I'm going to be doing in the no joke. (laughs) Thanks. So Officer Mitch defunded the police of the Nojo Hall of Fame. And I stand and applaud that man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mitch, you kind of read the writing on the wall. You figured, you know what? Does a Hall of Fame need some sort of a police officer, gatekeeper in that context? Not really. So, And and we really appreciate that. So uh, totally. We're behind you, Mitch. Yeah. And I should also mention that what is especially prescient about what he's saying, and I don't necessarily know if I know what prescient means. So I said it, but I don't know. But that being said, what's timely about what he did is that the whole defund the police movement, as a reminder, is to reallocate funds towards other services because the police are so completely overstretched with what they are expected to be doing in the community. And they are so overly funded that they start to buy things that they don't need. And they start to put us on extremely odd positions of what a cop is. And so him saying 
that I don't know what a social worker will actually do at the No Drug Hall of Fame is exactly what we need with the Defund the Police movement. Exactly. We need more social workers to approach the homeless and to uh, the, the houseless community That's and people exactly. who, you know, there's there's a number of pe- like people who have needs that can't be met by police, right. but they can be met by social workers, Amen. by people who can get to know them, get to understand them, can follow them, help them, you know, not just penalize them or criminalize them for things that they're going through in their lives. Absolutely. So the no joke hall of fame, having a social worker and not a cop is the exact example that we need moving forward in our country. At least that's my personal belief. We're thinking globally, but we're acting locally and our local community is this made up hall of fame. So we're going to start there in this fictional theoretical hall of fame. And hopefully we can set the fictional theoretical example for some real life change. So I think that is, uh, uh, anyway, I think having a, so just to echo what Billy said, having a social worker on site to handle, not even conflict. If anyone needs a a, a friendly ear, Mitch is clearly Mm. a mensch of the first order. So I mean, just to have, a guy as sweet and and thoughtful and smart and kind and empathic as Mitch around just to handle whatever may come up uh, within the walls of the hall, uh, I think would be much appreciated and very welcome. And you know what else is great? He's not just a theoretical social worker. He's also a real (laughs) He's a real one. He's actually doing the good in the communities now. So kudos kudos to Mitch. We appreciate that, Mitch. Mitch We'll come up with a a cheekier nickname over time. But for now, it is... uh, Mitch the Mensch. Good man, Mitch. Man. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Mitch the Mensch. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mensch Kompetich. <laughs> I think it's a pretty strong way to end the F ad. What do you say? I think so too. A little Yiddish, never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil, camping, and Mitch the Mensch. I think that's three for three as far as I'm Good. concerned. Yeah. Uh, well done, Adam. We're back. All right, man. Great to hear from you. Can't wait to see you again. <laughs> yeah, likewise, buddy. <laughs> well, for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scott. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>